the Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. I'm your host, Kate All, the owner and founder of simplepinmedia.com. We're a Pinterest management company based out of Portland, Oregon, and we help manage our clients' Pinterest accounts so they can focus back on their business. In addition, I also do this podcast to help you DIY your Pinterest marketing without feeling overwhelmed, teaching simple, rational, and not crazy tips for you to implement into your Pinterest marketing strategy. So every month at the beginning of the month, I go over what to pin in that particular month. And I have no special secrets. I have no insider track to what Pinterest is going to show everyone for that month. But we do have a lot of history behind us of looking at what things are trending in particular months and what the users are looking for. And with Pinterest marketing, we always want to focus on the end user. Pinterest is a platform that everyday people use all the time to find ideas, recipes, tips, tricks, DIY projects for their everyday life. For some, they may act on them immediately, and for others, they save it for later. That's why instead of calling it a repin, we now call it a save. They save these ideas into their boards for later so they can open up their board later and either purchase, act on, or make this particular pin that they have saved. So during a particular month, we might find that these users search for something more than another month. So take, for example, we're going into December. This episode is all about what to pin in December. So I'm not going to talk to you about swimsuits, unless you're going on a sweet vacation to get out of the cold, which a lot of people do. Or you're, I'm not going to be talking about Easter. I'm not going to be talking about 4th of July. I'm going to be talking about the things that are relevant to what people are searching in December. And the reason this is important is because if we are content creators and we're looking to create content that either gets people to purchase a product or it gets people to um, join our email list or engage with content on our site, we want to be really smart about making sure that we're delivering up content at the right time. If most of you have a blog who listen to this podcast, so you wouldn't want to do something about 4th of July in the beginning of December because your people are looking for things that help them execute a great dessert for Christmas or their evening parties or a gift for their teacher or a gift for a hostess gift. So if you did something about 4th of July, they're going to be like, what are you doing? And they'll completely skip over it and it won't have any value to them. So the whole reason we want to create content or and even think about an editorial calendar is so that we can see what's happening all year long and end up creating content for our business that we can use on Pinterest or Facebook or Instagram to get more traffic to our site. So let's talk about December. Let's talk about the topics that people tend to search or save ideas for later. So obviously Christmas is the big one here. Um, December 25th, Christmas recipes, crafts, decorations, tablescapes, kids activities, trees. Um, there are so many things you can do with the word Christmas. And a long time ago, I think it was two years ago, um, Ahology put out a report about what were the top trending keywords at the time. 
I want to say it was two years ago. And Christmas is way high on the list. And it's something that actually tends to trend really highly during this time, but it also trends all year round because there are people, they are, there are people, which I actually can't believe it, who plan so far and ahead for gifts for Christmas. And so they're saving these ideas all year long. Now, that doesn't mean we should pin all year long, but it just means that people are searching for these key terms. So really be thinking about what type of content your people come to you for. So if they're coming to you for crafts or DIY or recipes, what can you incorporate into that that might have the word Christmas? Now, I know that Christmas for a lot of people is something that they want to move away from. They want to say more holiday to be all inclusive. That is also something that you could do as well. Just be mindful that people still do search the word Christmas. Now, including the other holidays, what would be a better strategy is to be very specific about that holiday. So we have Kwanzaa, we have Hanukkah. Those two are the other two big ones. So it might be very smart to either title boards with Hanukkah crafts for kids, or you could also title that Kwanzaa crafts for kids or Kwanzaa gifts, Hanukkah gifts, um, you know, Hanukkah menorahs. Maybe you have something that um, you want to display them or sell them. You could do Hanukkah recipes. There's a lot you could do there. And the important thing in this is that we don't want to go super broad. We would rather go niche. So being very specific, if you have a, a Christmas board, but let's say you get a ton of traffic to this specific dessert that you make that is um, one that people search quite a bit. I don't know what it would be. I think I've seen one like called Christmas Crack, which is always kind of hilarious to me that it's called that. But maybe you need to do something then surrounding a Christmas dessert board. So do a deep dive into your analytics and change your date range to see what was getting a lot of traffic during December last year. Go into those posts and do a little updating. Go through and see, do I need to link to any other posts on my site that people would find useful that are near this topic or on this topic as well. The second thing you can do is add an Amazon affiliate link or an affiliate link from any other of the affiliate providers. It gives you an opportunity to make money off of the readers. They get a small, you get a small commission when they click this link and make a purchase. And remember to disclose that in your post. You don't want to be under, you know, sly about it. You got it. The FTC requires that you say, this is an affiliate link. I make a small commission off of this. And then the other thing is to add in a link to your email sign up. So I recently talked with somebody about their email and they said they just hadn't really focused on it. And I completely understand that. However, I do think that it takes you about five minutes to create a simple email box, even if you don't have an opt-in or freebie, lead magnet, whatever you want to call it. Even if you don't have that yet, still provide an opportunity for them to join your list. And we can talk about in fact, I've talked about it a ton with email marketing, and I'll link to those other podcast episodes about email marketing and Pinterest in the show notes. All right, so some other ones. Holiday fashion. If you are a fashion blogger, um, there's nails, makeup, formal party dresses, little black dress, shoes, 
This is the time where a lot of corporate events happen for work, and some of them are pretty fancy. And so people are going to be going on to Pinterest, and they're going to be looking for, what can I wear? A lot of us wait till last minute. But what we do know about buyers on Pinterest is that they go to Pinterest first to inform their buying decision. And then they might go to Nordstrom or they might go to another store and purchase it in the store after they tried it on. But they'll definitely do a lot of searching on Pinterest to help inform them about the best buying decision. Surprisingly enough, Christmas is a time or December is a time, I should rather say, that a lot of people get engaged And so if you do anything around wedding photography, engagement photography, um, or parties, or anything in that space or venue, just know that this is a big time when people tend to get engaged. Cocktails. Cocktails in this month are really big, and they trend all the way through January 1st. In fact, it's like December 31st, literally at like 10 p.m., they fall off. They stop having huge importance until we get more towards the summer again. So if you have a creative cocktail for any one of the holidays throughout December or even New Year's Eve, that could get some really good play for you. So be thinking about that. And that brings me to New Year's Eve, is that people are already starting to plan for that in December and really prepare for the types of parties they want, the type of dress they want to wear, activities for kids, crafts, games, appetizers. These are really, really big. So in December, be thinking about, again, what did last year? What did well last year? And if you didn't blog last year or create content last year, be thinking of what you think your audience would like. I don't obviously do cocktails or New Year's Eve or any of that for Simple Pin Media. But what I am thinking about is what are people going to be amped for when it comes to January? And they're going to be ready for planning. They're going to be ready for what was the review of 2017? What do I predict for 2018? And so even though you might be maybe like business to business, you don't do any DIY or recipes or lifestyle be thinking about what happens after December. Literally December 25th, a few things shift. We move towards healthy eating. We move towards budgeting because everyone goes, oh crap, I spent too, too much money. And we move towards productivity. And so it's a, it's a good and very wise thing for you to be thinking about how do I help position myself to be ready to catch this group of people who are ready to hit the ground running in 2018? They're setting goals. That would be another thing that you could do is how to set goals for any type of business you have. Um, How to set goals for Pinterest marketing. That's a pretty good one. I never even thought of until just now. Um, How to set business financial goals, how to be strategic, how to um, get a money plan for your business. And if you any one of those are really, really good ideas because people are primed and ready to start pinning those December 26th. I know many of our frugal lifestyle, budgeting, money management clients really, really do well the day after Christmas and they trend all the way until mid-February. So get that content ready to go so that you can enjoy your holiday. You can enjoy this time with family and you're not you know, December 26th, getting up and going, oh my gosh, I now I need to figure out what to do with these posts. Get them ready now if you know they're coming. 
Um, for some people, this time of year is kind of the final sprint of their highest traffic time. However, for some people, we're going into the highest traffic time. We have one client who does a lot of detox stuff. Her detox stuff is going to hit the ground running December 26th. So really be thinking not just about the beginning of December, but also what happens at the end. Travel. This is a heavy travel time still for a lot of people. So whether they're planning trips to very warm environments, if they live in the cold, or they're planning road trips, travel tips are really big. Um, I know we've talked about gift guides here on the podcast quite a bit. So doing these types of guides, they don't have to be gift guides, but maybe these roundups of five, eight, 10 things that you have found super helpful for travel or maybe any type of guide that you can do that really tells people how to navigate a certain thing that you know a lot about. And that's what I really encourage you to do is that you know a lot about your industry, your content, your little niche. Start to talk about it more in these roundups. Start to talk about what you find is most helpful. And what I love about this is this opens up the opportunity for monetization and adding in affiliate links. It's really smart. Back really quickly to the wedding industry. Winter weddings are big. A lot of people like to get married in January. I got married in January. It actually ends up being a cheaper time of year to get married. There's a lot of people who are planning that still. So if you have last minute tips, I really think those last minute tips posts do well. Just don't pin them last minute. Give a bunch of advance, bunch of lead time to have your people who are looking for last minute tips to find it. Hot drinks. This is the time where we're going into lots of snow. So be thinking winter prep, survival, and be thinking that people are going to be looking for some hot drinks. They're not going to be looking for a smoothie unless they're doing the detox smoothie, but they're going to be looking for anything that is warm and cozy. Think of the pictures you're going to be using too on Pinterest. How can that be a warm and cozy, inviting picture that makes them want to hook into your delicious looking drink? All right. I think that is about it. We touched on decluttering and organizing. Um, that's also, you know, obviously for January that's coming. So it does feel weird to post it or pin it in December, but just know that we like to pin in advance of the particular holiday or time frame where we see more searches. And the reason we do this is because we want to give it opportunity to um, get into the people's smart feeds. And sometimes that can be a little bit delayed depending on what people are searching. Now, for those who don't understand what the smart feed is, let me kind of give a recap here. Is Pinterest has an algorithm called the smart feed. And what it's designed to do is that each particular person has their own smart feed. It's based on their interactions with other people. It's based on their searches and it's based on what they've pinned and saved to their boards. Pinterest did this because they want to design for you your own feed that is specific to the things that you like to see. And so before this, we had a chronological feed where somebody could pin like 20 pins, 30 pins, even 40 pins in a row. And it would be all about cats. And somebody would pop on and be like, oh my gosh, my aunt is pinning like ridiculous amounts of cats. And people would get frustrated by this sometimes. I found it kind of funny because 
you would know what people were pinning. Or it was a great way to find out if somebody was pregnant because they would be pinning baby stuff. But Pinterest decided that what they really wanted to do is they wanted to give you, the user, your own specific smart feed that was catered to you. And so what this means now is that this person, so let's say we're talking about me, has followed a bunch of different people and a bunch of different niches and interests. I might not see all of the things that they're pinning right away until Pinterest determines that I'm ready to see them. Maybe I searched knitting and I have somebody I follow who does something about knitting and they post it and I see it. They pin it and then I see it. But maybe they pinned it like two weeks ago and I'm now just seeing it. So the reason we want to be pinning our stuff is that we want Pinterest to recognize that it is a great pin, that it still has good keywords and that it's valued and that we want people, we want it to go into the smart feed. And that doesn't mean that the more you pin, the better. So if I, the more I pin my how to clean up Pinterest boards like 10 times a day, Pinterest is going to show it to more people. That's actually not the case. They're going to probably see it as duplicate pins over and over again and maybe throttle it back. So I would say don't pin your pins more than two times, three times per day so that Pinterest can still see that it's a um, valid and active pin. However, I'm going to say this part too. Part of the smart feed is that you want to get your audience to participate. You want to get them to pin for you. So Pinterest sees that there's a lot of activity from your domain. So let's say that um, I've just created this new podcast. I want to make sure that I quit my audience to share that. So I might say, pin this for later in my email. I might have pin it buttons on my site. I want them to do the sharing for me. I want to them to participate so that Pinterest goes, oh, wow, this is being shared by a lot of people. We're going to show it to more people. So Always be thinking how to equip your audience to share your content, even if it's older content. It's okay to go back and say, oh, hey, maybe you missed this post that I did last year. It's a really great recipe. You should try it. If you can't try it now, pin it for later. Alrighty, so let's jump into the next layer um, about December, and that's promoted pins. A lot of people talk about what to promote during a particular month. And during this time, um, promoted pins are smart ones to do are the same kind of topics we talked about just a minute ago, everything to do with the holidays. And if you're going to run a promoted pin, I would run it for about three weeks and we'll list our promoted pin guide in the show notes. But I wouldn't do it for any short period of time. I actually have tried that before doing just a week at a time just did not work. So I wouldn't go that route. Let's see what else you can do for December. I would not, and I mentioned this in previous podcasts, I would not get too hung up in moving your boards around, like moving your Christmas boards to the top, just because Pinterest has made it so frustrating to move boards and they all switch and they move all around. Like literally it's enough to just drive you insane. So what I would say is um, just make sure you're highlighting your boards to your audience. And what I mean by that is you grab the URL for your particular holiday board and you share it with your audience via email or your blog or another social media channel instead of trying to move it to the top to get more people to see it. Very few people come to your profile. So I would say um, that it's not a huge emphasis just making sure you're highlighting those boards, choosing great keywords, niching down like I talked about in the beginning. That's another thing as well. All right. So final tip for December is December is a good time to look back and ask the question like what worked, 
What didn't work? What did I, you know, what was my traffic like all year long? So that requires you going into Google Analytics. And I just did the path today and I feel like I can, I feel like I can never remember it. So I'm going to pop in there now so I can give you the path of Google Analytics and where I would go. So I would go into, I believe it was audience. um, No, it was acquisition, all traffic, referrals. And what you're going to see is you're going to see Pinterest.com and you're going to click on that. And it's going to give you a list of all the pins and all the traffic coming to your site. Then I'm going to change my date range and I'm going to go all the way back to January 1st of 2017 and I'm going to hit apply to that date. And I'm going to look at at the top, there's this fun little graph and it's going to show you mine's very spiky. It's like up and down, up and down, up and down. But we're going to see kind of what your trend line was. So make note, like what were the months that were higher? What were the months that were lower? And you can change it to week and month. So you can be able to see not as many spikes. Mine was set to day. So it looks very um, spiky. But now when I hit week, I can also see that it looks a little bit different. And then when I hit month, that's even more stretched out. So for me, if I'm looking, I would say January of last year was a really good time for me. Um, I did some pretty good sessions, you know, in January. Um, Then it kind of dropped down to May was a little lower. And then we climbed back up and we're climbing back up again. So I'd really love if you would look at that, see what your top three pins were for the year. And you can see that by doing the acquisition, all traffic referrals, and then hitting Pinterest.com. This just gives you a good analysis of what happened over the last year. What were the things that did well? What were the things that did not do well? So that you can look back and maybe create more of that content for next year. Or you have in your mind, okay, January is going to be great for me, but May is just going to be terrible. And then we're going to climb out of it again. That helps give you a really good, it helps you not freak out. Let's be honest. It helps you not have this kind of panicky moment to go, oh my gosh, what's going on? Why is this not working? Well, it's May. Okay, every May I drop. So I'm just going to cool my heels and I'm going to focus on something else. Then I want you to look at how did you use Pinterest for growing your email list? Are there things you could do to improve on that? Maybe write down three things that you'd like to improve on growing your email list and using Pinterest as a part of that process. I really like the end of the year for a lot of reasons, but I think my favorite part is really looking back what worked, what didn't work, and how does that fold into my business? How am I going to continue to move forward in making some changes? Or am I going to keep on the same path? What is it that I'm going to do to help 2018 be even better than 2017? So I hope you've enjoyed these month-to-month reviews and what to pin each month. I hope they give you some ideas, maybe some content ideas, which I always love to get content ideas and fill up my editorial calendar so I'm not scrambling last minute. So if you like these, go ahead and leave me a review in iTunes and let me know that you still want me to do more. And if you want the show notes, more information, go to simplepinmedia.com slash 77. As always, you guys, thanks you so much for listening to the Simple Pin Podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Mm-hmm.